but we know that she was the daughter of a migrant, of a muhajir. So when she came in, we found her not talking. Faraha la tukallim. In other words, she, she was completely quiet. Faqal, <laughs> he said, ma la la tukallim. Why, why is it that she's, she doesn't speak? Qalu, the people uh, in her presence, Qalu, Hajjat Musmita. Meaning that she is, this is a, during the, the season of pilgrimage. She is doing a, a pilgrimage and she had vowed, Musmita means that she has vowed to do her Hajj in complete silence. Not talking to anyone. قال لها قال لها تكلمي فإن هذا لا يحل هذا من عمل الجاهلية so Abu Bakr told her woman speak he doesn't say woman I added woman <laughs> he says speak because this is not allowed for you to this is from the from the behavior of the, the pre-Islamic days to, to vow silence as a form of worship. Of course, some Sufi sheikhs, if they ever hear this 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 uh, lecture, are going to go up in arms. But that's a different that's a different matter. Not that I'm saying it's haram to 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 fast from speaking. There are a lot of people that I often wish that they would fast from speaking for for a lifetime and I am sure that they would be truly blessed if they would <laughs> but but that to add it as a tenant <laughs> I think we cost someone harm <laughs> we, to add it as a tenant of ibadah is problematic <laughs> if you add it as a tenant of self-discipline and growth uh, then there is no issue. But if you add it as a tenant of ibadah and say this is part of the way that Allah has demanded that I worship, that's problematic. Because as we know, ibadah needs very clear evidence. Very clear evidence. Okay. So then he says, Abu Bakr tells this woman, speak, this is from the behavior of the pre-Islamic day, from the Jahli days. So she spoke. She said... <laughs> So what does she say? Men and. <laughs> what does she say? And who are you? <laughs> so this is Abu Bakr. So Abu Bakr says, Imru'un min al-muhajirin. I am one of the migrants, one of the immigrants, the muhajirs. So she says, Wa'ayyu muhajirin. And which muhajirin exactly are these? Which, which migrants exactly are these? I am from Quraysh. So she says, Quraysh and okay, and which exactly what part of Quraysh is this? You are a woman that asks a lot of questions. Okay, fine. Ana Abu Bakr. I am Abu Bakr. Call it. ما بقاؤنا على هذا الأمر الصالح الذي جاء
looks like I'm going to have to do it <laughs> because I, I forgot to tag the rest of the hadith. <laughs> so, she then says to him, but alhamdulillah, I, I still remember, you know, I still know him. So, so she says to him, وَمَا بَقَعُونَ عَلَى هَذِهِ الْأَمْرِ الصَّالِحَ الَّذِي جَاءَ بِهِ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمْ إِلَّا بِأَوَّلِ الْأُمَّةِ Meaning what? The, and, and this, and, and how this goodness that we are in today, this, this barakah that we are in today, where, where did it come from? It came from the, it originated from the practice of the early Islam, of the early days, meaning what? She's arguing with him. She's saying, so what if we used to do this in the Jahili days? Doesn't mean that it's haram. And the Prophet Abu Bakr <coughs> responds to her by saying that no, in Sha'ir al Hajj, la yazbut illa ma azbatahu al Islam. When it comes to, to the rights of pilgrimage, the only things that are valid are these which the Prophet affirmed himself. What is striking about this, this report is here is someone who had imbued the, the character of the Prophet, Abu Bakr. And he is not flouting his authority. This is when he was Khalifa. He doesn't come in... Huh? Yeah, this is when he's Khalifa. He, he doesn't come, huh? Yeah. yeah. He, she, he comes to this woman, and she's not talking. And what is amazing is that he noticed that he's not talking. Now, I ask you. I ask you. If women were expected to shut their mouths, would he have noticed? He doesn't know this woman. He doesn't know this woman. He doesn't know her to the point that she doesn't know the Khalifa. And yet he notices when a woman is silent. How many, how many of our leaders today notice when a woman is silent? I go to and give a lecture in some mosque and so on, and, and, and it, is expected, it is as if we are going to, to invade Mars if, if women are going to speak. It is shame and then he notices and he says okay well, what's going on with this woman why is she so quiet so you know she's this is part of her ibadah she's she she fasted from speaking because she's on her hajj and he told her come on speak this is not right this is not out and she said who are you and he doesn't say you don't know who i am you know i know no he says i am i am a person among the immigrants meaning that at least I have some knowledge I'm one, I'm one of the people who might immigrated with the Prophet and but she's not very friendly and she says and which immigrants exactly are these and he says well the immigrants of Quraysh and says and, and which part of Quraysh exactly are you from and then he says okay fine I am Abu Bakr and she at this point doesn't say, Oh my God, Abu Bakr, oh I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 
No, she's, she argues with him. She says, and so what? If we used to do it before Islam, does it mean that after Islam it's wrong? Didn't, didn't, didn't we do a lot of things before Islam and after Islam they were still good? And then he tells her that no, they, when it comes to Sha'ar al-Hajj, it, it's only what the Prophet has sanctified. No, I, I want to wrap it up, so... Okay, here's... I, I found this, the hadith. Amr um, comes in... Amr bin Abi Salam comes in and says... Um, actually, skip that. <laughs> okay, the, the, this is the hadith that a man comes in to the Prophet ﷺ. I mentioned this one yesterday, but I just wanted to share the language with you. Does a person who's fasting kiss? فقال له رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم سل هذه لأم سلمة What did you ask this question to Um Salama? Let, let her tell you if there's kissing or not فأخبرته أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يصنع ذلك Yes, he does kiss during, during fasting when he's fasting And uh, I mean that that's that's the end of the of the report, um, but I always I always thought of it as as a sign of his beauty, you know, and even a sign of the whole idea is you know here is the prophet and you say okay well, ask ask my wife, and of course you know either so why he doesn't prefer questions regarding haram and halal to his wives. And as several people, including Qadi Ayyad and Ibn al-Mulaqin and Hajar noted, that he was too embarrassed to, to say, yes, I, I kiss my wife and so on and so on. He let her out. Um, um, here, when um, um, Aisha Asks them a question, says, Ya Rasulullah, to drink salah wa ana junub, meaning that I am not clean and I, the, the time of fasting has entered, my period has ended, but I haven't cleaned myself yet before the beginning of the fast. So should I fast? So in other words, what happened is that you spent some of the time unclean. So he, he, he tells her, وَأَنَا تُدْرِكْنِ الصَّلَاةِ وَأَنَا جُنُبٍ Now unclean here, I'm not sure if it's a period or if it's because of, of uh, conjugal relations. He says, and, and me, I, I, uh, I am not clean and the time for prayer enters or the obligation 
kicks in. So the, the typical thing is that you're asleep, right? This is the, the, the typical situation. And you're not clean, you're not pure. And you have not cleaned before the beginning of Fajr prayer. But Fajr prayer enters and you're still unclean. So the question is, since the, the obligation of fasting has started while you're still unclean, do you fast or not? And so in this hadith, the answer is, yes, you fast. So Aisha tells him, uh, the, the, what I, but you're not like us, Prophet. God has forgiven forgiven you for all your sins. And then the Prophet, his face becomes serious, solemn, and says, Wallahi, you know, this is not a joking matter now, so he gets serious. Wallahi. إني لأرجو أن أكون أخشاكم لله وأعلمكم بما أطقى meaning sorry بما أطقي I only hope that I would that I would be the most the most fearful of God among you and I only hope that I, uh, that I would be the most diligent in avoiding the prohibitions among you. In other words, it's a very polite way of saying, don't, don't say that. Because in my heart, I only hope that I can be among the best of you. An extremely beautiful and humble thing to say. But at the same time, extremely educated. Um... Look at uh, Umar ibn al-Khattab, um, this hadith is, Umar ibn al-Khattab kana fi qawm wa hum yakra'una al-Qur'an fa zahaba li hajati, thumma raj'a wa huwa yakra'a al-Qur'an, fa qala allahu rajul, ya amiru al-mu'minin, atakra'a al-Qur'an wa lasta ala wudu'u, qala la Umar, man aftaka bihada, amu saylama? <laughs> so, uh, Umar ibn Khattab is, comes to people and they are reading the Quran. And Umar sits with them. And then he wants to go to the bathroom. And so he goes to the bathroom and comes back and he picks up the Quran and, and he sits and reads the Quran with them. And then the, one man, one of the Muslims of today, he, he just was born before his age, um, noticed this and went up to him and said, Umar, what is this? You read the Quran without wudu. You went to the bathroom, you didn't do your wudu. So Omar says, and, 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 and who taught you this opinion? Musaylam al-Kazab, the false prophet? Allah um, But this is after the death of the prophet. Um, 
here and, and another one among the, 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 the legacy of the Prophet of his people عن ابنة زيد بن ثابت أنه بلغها أن نساء كنا يدعون بالمصابيح من جوف الليل ينظرن إلى الطهر فكانت تعيد ذلك عليهم وتقول ما كان النساء يصنعن هذا one of the this is one of the early Muslim jurists and companion jurist is that women after the death of the Prophet عليه الصلاة والسلام would bring a, 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 again, these are women before their age. Would bring a, uh, a a lantern of light, and during their period, and they want to know whether their period ended or not. So what they would do is they would shine the lantern, the light, upon themselves, and examine each other to see if there's any traces of blood. And. Um, that woman uh, w- w- used to, to, pr- to prohibit them from doing that and saying women didn't do this at the time of the Prophet. This was not, this is not the, the proper behavior. Again, the people that the Prophet leaves behind are, are people of gentleness and, and, and moderation. Now, this is akin to you know, the volumes of lectures and the epileptic fits that you have about when, at what point exactly do you know that you have now finished and, and became in a state of purity and so on. In another, um, um, here, an Anas, He, he was visited by people from Iraq, from Abu Talha, Abi bin Ka'b. Anyway, um, he gave them some food and they ate. He says, فَقَرَّبَ لَهُمَّ طَعَامًا مَسَّتْهُ نَارٍ Meaning that meaning it is food that was cooked and they ate and after they ate they, they were going to pray so Anas got up to to renew his wudu فَقَالُوا فَقَالَ أَبُو طَلْحَ وَأَبِي إِبْنِ كَعْبِ مَا هَذَا يَا أَنَسْ أَعِرَاقِيَّ فَقَالَ أَنَسْ لَيْتَنِي لَمْ أَفْعَلْ وَقَامَ أَبُو طَلْحَ وَأَبِي بِنْ كَعْفَ صَلَّيَا وَلَمْ يَطَوَضَّأَا Meaning, what, what happens here is that these people are under wudu and then they ate and after they ate, Anas got up to, to renew his wudu he didn't go to the bathroom, what he did was he ate so Talha ibn, ibn Abi Kaab say to him, what is this Anas? Iraqiya meaning, oh now that you've left Medina and went and lived in Iraq you 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 starting to 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 adopt the the mannerisms of Iraqis, not the mannerisms of of fiqh. And in other words, they 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 saw that the inclination to even renew your wudu without a good reason is not is is not permissible. And Anas regretted the fact that he renewed his wudu because he knew that they were right. Um, 
here in another tradition, I assure you, well, actually, maybe, but I suspect um, that none of you ever heard this one. Um, this is both in Bukhari and Muslim. And this is from Jabir bin Abdullah and several others. It's a widely reported tradition that the Prophet ﷺ, after the Ramadan got up to give the khutbah of Eid. This one commit this one to memory. And then after he finished the, the khutbah, he finished the prayer, he did the prayer, right? And then he did the khutbah. And then after the khutbah, the women complained that they couldn't hear. So what did he do? He repeated the khutbah to them. Now this is in Bukhari and Muslim and in most sources, not in Muslim Ahmad ibn Hanbal. Um, and, and you draw your, your whatever conclusions you want to draw from that. They, they complained they didn't hear and so he repeated the whole thing to them. In another tradition, which I'm not going to have time to find, women come at, during prayer and there is the line of men, right? And then the, the line of women. And then men arrive to prayer and late. And they found that, now here's a line of, of, of of men, lines of men, right? And then lines of women. And that they now had to pray where? Behind the women. Should they pray behind the women and after the prayer was done, the Prophet, the, the, the Prophet ﷺ told them not to repeat the prayer. Shall I find it for you? Once, uh, so one said that would be great and the other said uh, no. Okay, well, I'll find it home. <laughs> oh. What? Okay. I mean, the, the, some of the language is, is, is here. Su'la an qawm atu al-masjid fawajadu al-rahbah qad imtala'at min al-nisa' wa qad imtala'a al-masjid min al-rijal fasalla al-rijal khalfa al-nisa' bi salati al-imam qala 
قال صلاتهم تامة ولا يعيدون You find it in Mudawwana Sahnoon and I believe I believe that I read in Bukhari among others and that's I keep saying that when people tell me we read Bukhari I told them you're lying well I don't tell them you're lying but I think they're lying I don't say anything I always say actually I give a very I always say oh that's very good it's good um so in, in I mean but there is something logical in this isn't there there is a masjid and the masjid has become full and 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 with women and the men pray behind the women and in fact look at these these reports in which um, okay um, Okay, here. In Bukhari and Muslim. An Sahl bin Sa'ad radiallahu an um, uh, that the people used to pray at the time uh, at the time of the Prophet كانوا صلون مع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وهم عاقدوا عاقدوا أزرهم من من الصغر على رقابهم meaning meaning what? No, no, no. In other words, عاقدي أزرهم على أعناقهم كهيئة الصبيان. Meaning what? You have a cloth, right? The cloth is short. So what do you do? You tie it around your neck. So when you tie it around your neck, it comes down to where? Not very far, right? So, it says, so, so when they, when they would do sujood, what would happen? Yeah, the rear ends would show. ألا تغطون عنا أستكم؟ Shouldn't you, the woman complained, you know, go cover your rear ends. We don't want to see your rear ends. So the Prophet ﷺ tried to get an additional kameez that they would tie down below. Also, the Prophet then told the women, for those we, we can't afford to get them that, when the men do their sujood, wait until they've sat up before you come out of your sujood. Because, I mean, you're going to see their rear ends how, if all of you are coming up at the same time. But if you wait until, and, and so on. But again, the, the, what is you start seeing a, a very different dynamic. Even the, the, the dynamic in which women are not simply a silent non-entity. There. 
And here it is not the women who are covering, it is the men who are covering. The men in which there is a community effort to get them to, ha- to cover up. I'm going to jump Sarihul Iman. All of the, all of this other stuff will take us to another half hour, so I'm not going to go into it. Um, yeah, I'm, it's gonna, it would take us another substantial period of time, so I'm not going to go into it. So what I, I will aktafi bihadakam, as they say. I will just consider that enough and I mean I don't find anything to really conclude with there's not really anything to conclude with other than you know this is a garden and you present samples and these samples give you the sense of of, of a beautiful man who as when the, the son of, of Ibn Abi Ubay, the, the head of the hypocrites in Medina, offers Abdullah, his son, had converted to Islam. And he was a good Muslim. And he goes to the Prophet and says, I, I, I offer to kill my father, to get rid of him. The Prophet forbids him and says, La. Well, we will treat him kindly as long as he was with us. Even when, when Abdullah bin Abi Ubay in Ghadwat Uhud withdraws with one third of the army, doesn't execute him. Even when you have people who are attempting to assassinate him, his, he is able to smile in their face. And the consensus of everyone that spent any time with him is that he was a smiling, kind, gentle person. And his, at the same time, he is a balanced and decisive and dignified person when it comes to issues of right and wrong. He's not a wishy-washy person. He is a person that understands human weaknesses but doesn't indulge them so that he would create so he does not create a weak society or a weak community if he understood human weaknesses and indulged them to the point of spoilation what would happen is is that these individuals or the community that we would leave behind would be a weak, dependent, cowardly, self-indulgent, spoiled community. But even from the very few examples I gave you, very few examples, I mean, I, I wasn't able to get... In, I don't even know if we can cover 20%, quite frankly. But from the very few examples, you see a community that had, had been reshaped to reflect 
And this is not a community in which people walk next to the wall with their eyes to the floor and are spoiled and, and, and so on. In fact, their excess of dignity, I mean not excess, but their the, the dignified demeanor is what made it a challenging community to handle. In other words, if there was any fault, the fault was that, in fact, is, is that each, each very much felt that the idea of worshipping Allah means that you don't worship other human beings. And ultimately, and most importantly, this is a man that you can really fall in love with. If, from the, if you look at the samples that I've given you, it would make sense that Allah would love him. It would make sense. If you take many of the other ugly reports, it would make little sense or it would trouble you. Why would I, I mean, what's going on? But, there are, in every garden, there are thorns. There's no garden without thorns. That is the nature of beauty and ugliness. And the wise person knows how to extract the beauty and inhale it without swallowing the thorns and having him, having the thorns bleed him or bleed her. Okay. That's all I have to say. Alhamdulillah. Do you, do you guys still want to have questions or? I I mean, my, the problem is, is that I always feel that to do a half uh, to, to, to do a partial job is dishonest and I always feel compelled to present the, the, the you know the truth and nothing but the truth and the, the whole and full truth and uh, that becomes time consuming Where is that? Oh, that one? Is this the other question I got? What was his relation with Abu Bakr like before Islam? I'm, I'm going to be, what I'll do is I'll be selective. This is a question, what, what was his relation with Abu Bakr like before Islam? I'm not going to answer because it's not of very big importance to understanding the character of the Prophet. What did the Prophet say about his own Sunnah? What guidance did he give in lieu of following his example? Was this a question that was ever asked and to which he responded? What the Prophet says about his own Sunnah is that I left in you, I left with you. What if you followed, you will be guided. So he refers to his own sunnah in that sense. He also 
warns Muslims against those who, who are going to lie and attribute to, say, to him things that he didn't say. He also warns Muslims that when they confront things and they are not sure whether he said them or did them or not, to examine in light of the to examine them in light of the Quran, and if they are consistent with the Quran, then they're from him, and if they're not, then the likelihood is that they're not. And this is what the Prophet said about his sunnah. Okay, any other questions? Can I have a Kleenex? I take the uh, the point of view Whatever, when it comes to the companions, and in the same way when it comes to the Prophet whatever is consistent with the Quran we take, whatever is inconsistent we leave, when it comes to the companions, whatever is consistent with the Prophet we take, whatever is inconsistent with the Prophet we leave. Because we don't, we, we are not, our guide, we, we say, sallallahu, we, we the, the, the Prophet, the one who Allah selected, is the Prophet. The companions are people of great beauty and, and great examples. But they're also human, very capable of error. And particularly when the Prophet is, I mean, if the Prophet corrected them or they, they asked him in his lifetime, and then when he died, some of them did a lot of good and some of them did a lot of good but mixed it with mistakes. You know, as, um, as they say, you know, in other words, they, it was mixed. They mixed good and bad. And as to the authoritativeness, whatever is consistent with the character of the Prophet is dispositive. And whatever is inconsistent is, is not dispositive. So, I mean, the Prophet never killed a fellow Muslim. The fact that, that one of the companions under a ta'wil, under an interpretation, thought that it's okay to kill a fellow Muslim, does this mean that that becomes my sunnah? No, no absolutely not. The Prophet said one should not kill and, and, I, and I, my attitude is you know, they, they, that's what they thought at the time and may Allah forgive them and may Allah forgive me is that short enough? any other questions? or once?
no, you don't segregate off to your own community. You speak your conscience. There's a difference between saying, they're saying, you know, okay, this is what I know, and I will have to speak my conscience based on what I know. And and I admit that I don't know everything that I could know or I should know, but neither do you. And that is the whole point, is that since you don't know and I don't know, then our obligation is not to oppress people until we know. And when we know, well, we realize that, that if, if the Prophet was beautiful and Islam is beautiful, it can't be the means of oppressing people. There is a difference between standing up for what is a moral principle and standing up for, for legalities. So, for example, should you go and tell people, I want to educate you that a prayer behind a, a, a curtain doesn't count. That's a legal point. You can't. You, because, although that's ultimately correct. Because both the Hanafis and the Shafi'is and the Hanbali, all of them said if the last line of the woman, if the first line of the woman cannot see the last line of the men, the prayer is not valid. And there are, there were, you know, but it's still a technical legal point in which there is debate and, and give and take and so on. But the issue of of secluding women and shutting up women and so on, what's the evidence for that? What, what, there is no, there is no, this is a point of morality, not even so much a point of legality. So the technical law, leave for the technical lawyers, or until you acquire enough knowledge about the technical law, speak on it. But the ethics, the points of beauty, at this point you know enough. You know enough that they're in Bukhari and Muslim and, and every other collection of, of hadith that there is no evidence that the Prophet excluded or closed off one. And I think that's quite enough to be able to speak on uh, with that. Okay. Okay. We're done. But I, I still say I only covered 15% at most. And, and I, I want you to know this out of honor for these books and for for these sources and for the reports and it doesn't mean that any of the reports that I selected any of the flowers that I presented were more worthy than the ones I didn't present it was just a matter of sometimes convenience sometimes point points that I thought were just more relevant right now and etc etc okay alhamdulillah